Welcome back, guys, to Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. Today, this person you should already know about, but we have the lovely Katie De Silva, who is a very good friend of mine, also work bestie, and she also is the founder, <laughs> do you like that, of Initial, which is, well, I'm not even going to try and do it justice because she can talk about it a lot more than me, but it's been so cool to see the evolution of Katie as a person in the workspace that she does and also with initial so I thought it'd be really good to get we've had you on before but it'd be good to have get you on again to talk about influencers businesses clients social media and everything's changing at the moment so I thought it'd be really cool to get her on and hopefully we'll help you girls listen to this whether you are like wanting to get into the influencer space a little bit more but you're not too sure where to start whether you have your own business and it's kind of going already She's got a lot of experience within bodybuilding, but also outside of bodybuilding. So it should be really, really relevant to whoever's listening right now. So welcome, Katie, to the podcast. Thank you. Hello. So <laughs> let's go into Katie as a competitor, because I feel like even though it was so long ago, I still remember you and your Parisa earrings. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a throwback. Gala. Gala 08. Oh, yeah. I remember you had it's funny you wore those garlands and you wore them at a shoot a little while ago and you're like why did I wear yeah no I was not a fan of them personally Uh, but I I had to wear no platforms I didn't really have much choice when I was back in the day competing with UKBFF but yeah god that feels like so long ago ago. so talk to us briefly about you as a competitor what did you do how did you get into it and we'll take it from there yeah, so I originally started, um, I, I think this was maybe 2016 or something like that. I went to watch my boyfriend at the time compete. And I think that is like one of the best things that you can actually do anyway now. I say to people like watching a show is so good before you compete. But that's what made me really interested within it. I saw him go through the process and then I went to the show and I was sat in the audience and I remember Junior Bikini was one of the first ones on at a UK BFF show. And they came out and I was just like, wow, I need to get into this. Like, I want to do this. It just I was so motivated and just thought it was amazing. And then, yeah, the next year I started a prep and I competed with UK BFF. And I'm trying to still remember everything from back then because it feels like so long ago. But I started with UK BFF and then I ended up doing three years worth of competing um, with UKBFF and two bros when it first started out. And yeah, I dabbled in the British finals. I think I did UKBFF British finals the first year of my competing. And then I did the English Grand Prix in my last year of competing. Yeah. If you had to wear a pair of shoes now, what would you wear? Just out of curiosity. I would wear cocktails. For me personally, now if I was going to compete, they are my favourite, comfiest shoes ever. <laughs> I love that. What jewellery would you wear as well, out of your sticks? The Paris is like, I can't find anywhere anymore. Oh, they're gone. They're, they're long gone. Um, I don't know. I really do like the Zara earrings, which are a bit strange for me because they're quite a wide earring, which is something that I didn't really wear. But I think I would probably, to be fair. Oh, for what, sorry? I think I'd probably go for Zara, to be fair. Yeah. I love that. I would never have you down with Zara either, so that's well, I just I keep seeing them on people, and I think, oh, they're, very, they're actually really nice. They're one of my <laughs> favourites at the moment. So you came 
on as an athlete I think I didn't I approach you I'm pretty certain I did oh uh, yeah I think so yeah god I, you know what I'm gonna find what message I sent you I can't even remember but I just oh, like god. loving the kind of mixture the thing that was stood, uh, stood out to me when I was I think it was a year or so into the into the business was your fusion of like fashion and bodybuilding it was so rare and I thought oh my god like she's like a bit of me here because it was really hard to find anyone that I felt was like on that vibe so I remember like looking at your profile and being like oh my god like this is the sort of person person I'd love to work with me and I remember like when I first was setting up trying to DM people I was thinking oh I don't know what to say oh what would she just (laughs) know but you said yes thank god and then you came on as an athlete and then it was that photo shoot that we did in 2019, which feels like forever ago. But it was kind of like a weird off-season, like a mixture of girls were off-season, a mixture of girls were like prep, on prep as well. I remember like we were sat in Starbucks and I think one of the girls was like, oh, so like, who, like are you, who's doing your social media are you? And I was like, yeah, but I, I think Katie's going to start doing it. And I hadn't even asked you at this point. And I remember you just turning around and going, what? like, what are you on about? <laughs> And it kind of just took from there, really, didn't it, with us two? Yeah. I remember the first, I'd probably say like the first maybe three months-ish, like we'd go back and forth, you send me content and i go, oh, maybe tweak this, tweak that. But now it's got to the point that's like, I don't remember the last time I did anything. Like, in, in, with that. I sent you something today. <laughs> yeah, but like you come to me with stuff now. Like I never have to go, oh, actually don't like that. Oh, that's not on point. Like you've just hit, you've taken compact and the values and you've just run with it and like, vision wise you're very very creative like me but I remember when I asked you think you remember, remember you saying like oh I've never really done anything like this before I don't think you ever ran a ever social media account before yeah no I hadn't that was like where it all started out for me and I always do say to you like I'm so grateful that you trusted me with your baby really because it just like stemmed from there and that's where it all started for me I didn't really know what I wanted to do like I was still I don't know how old I was then but yeah that's kind of where it all started and that's where I found out that that was something that I wanted to do and it kind of just stemmed from there because what was you doing you were you were a paid influencer at the time anyway weren't you if I'm correct yeah so I was doing a lot of work on Instagram then I do feel like back then it was very easy to do it in a way if you'd already got there like I started influencing properly I would say in like 2017 Mm. and I was working with a lot of brands was on now I've kind of I still do it a little bit but that's not I don't really make much money from Instagram right now because I am just doing different things but yeah back then I was I was mainly doing that basically (laughs) so Talk to us about what initial is then, because like everyone always asks it, like, what is it? I'm like, there's so many different strands to it. I'm just for like, just go on the website and have a look, because I'll just make it after you share yeah. it. So yeah, talk about what initial is, why it started, and kind of what you do with it as well. Yeah, so I've now kind of put everything under the umbrella of initial. So basically, obviously, I started with doing compact social media. And then I then started working for a business networking company doing their social media, which was totally random and completely different end of the spectrum to bodybuilding. <laughs> so then I started doing that and they did a digital marketing course online when I was in lockdown. And then in 2020, when we were in lockdown, I just was sat and I was 
thinking like well, I kind of want to do something I want to do something with this and then initial was kind of born in my bedroom um and I wanted to teach people what I knew from the influencing side of things and not just for the word influencer but for anybody that wanted to grow their Instagram and learn more about how to use platforms um and then also now I've put this like social media management under that umbrella of initial and I'm starting to not yet but it's pending like branch out into different things as well so we're not just going to have you know our influencer program on there but we're going to have different things on there as well because currently you've got the one-to-one personal review and that could be for yeah. someone who's a business or also like an actual individual that sells so you've we've obviously done work together where you've personally looked at my own Instagram and then you've got the is the influencer program the same as the ebook yeah so we've got the ultimate influencer program which basically has the ebook in it I've called it a program because I didn't want to just give people an ebook and let them you know run with it and just have that I wanted to create this network of people so when you're on the program you're our client you know you've got our support if you need it so if you want to message us about anything going forward then we can help you um you get the guide and when that's updated as well because obviously Instagram and stuff is always changing so I wanted to give that um in there as well so when that updates you get a new update of that as well and you know you get access to the support network the opportunities side of it as well with us and the support because it's actually crazy how many contacts you have now from a PR perspective especially when every time you post something initial I'm like Jesus you haven't you haven't just got fashion you've got you know the bait I don't even know what the word is motherhood child baby side yeah like parenting yeah so there's like I I try to put everything again with this like they change as well so it's difficult to kind of put that into an ebook so we actually have like a private Facebook group for our clients and I tend to put all of the there's a list in there that I've kind of pinned to the top and I call it the directory because it's just full of brand contacts like it's not a very professional way not a great way to message people for if you want to connect with them and work with them on Instagram it's much more people need to I think see it more as a professional transaction because that's what it is and approaching by email is so much more professional and better and how brands prefer you to do it but obviously you know you'd be sat there thinking shit I want to work with boohoo how who do what do I do like do you know what I mean you you don't have that person to contact so I wanted to make myself like the middleman as well and also sometimes as well like you might have seen on the page we set up collaborations as well so I can put girls that are our clients forward for stuff as well because it makes the brand's life so much easier as well if you think they've got you know 10 or whatever 12 15 people that they select out of a group that I've sent over that were interested they're they're not chasing 15 different email addresses they're just doing all the contact through me so yeah but it is mad it's grown there's so much there's like parenting on there there's Um, home stuff on there like next home and stuff there's um electronics and stuff like Philips is on there um fashion beauty side of it so if there's you know makeup and things like that obviously stuff in the home as well but um yeah everything's on there it's just kind of exploded it's grown so much (laughs) what's been cool to kind of see as well so I was already aware of this but I didn't I haven't seen it done until I looked at initial so I think sometimes there is this perception where oh 
you know, brands only want to work with the high flyers. So, you know, the million followers plus the 100K plus, whereas I think what's cool with initial is that it's definitely shown to me where you know, there is a lot of value with like, I don't know if it's the right terminology, but like the micro influencer and also yeah. big ones. I think it kind of, I guess, from an accessibility point of view, it makes people realize, oh, it doesn't all come down to the following. So I think back in the day, that was kind of what everyone was gunning for. Like, right, if I can get this amount of followers, then that like me, all that sort of thing. Um, so that's been quite cool to see what you've been working on with the micro side. Yeah, I think everyone's got this perception of it's still there so much this perception of you have to be over 10,000 followers to work with a brand. And it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that even now that I've set up with big, big companies, with big companies as well that are, you know, they're working with them with less than 10,000 followers. Like I've had clients that work in with pretty little thing or abbott lion and things like that that are under 10k that they don't then it's not the be all and end all of your your profile they honest to god just want to see good content from you that is the main thing that they're really really after and if you've got a good engaged audience you know and you've got like five thousand followers that's going to be much more valuable than having you know seventy thousand or something that isn't really engaged with what you're doing or the you know they look at your profile and you've got like a load of men following you and they're a female fashion brand they're not going to then get that value yeah 100 percent. like the next thing I've written down here was like the difference between working with a small brand and a big brand and I want to kind of split this up so in bodybuilding what can be seen as a big brand I think in the real world is technically a small brand So I think it might be like industry dependent, but what sort of differences have you found with the work that you do between working, say, for example, just like in the bodybuilding fitness community between a small brand and a big brand? Do they look for certain things? Are they able to offer different things? Like what sort of things would like really kind of ring out right now? Yeah, Um, I mean, obviously, like you say, I think it's different depending on what industry you're in. Like 100% is different being small or big that depends what that means in that industry but I mean there's so many different things that it could mean to work with a brand so as an example if you're you know working with say as a compact athlete if we use that example you obviously or you know you've got a bikini sponsor or something like that that's going to kind of probably mean that you are gifted your the things that you need to compete and that business is supporting you which from the business side of it is a big thing it's a big output to be you know supplying a competitor with that amount of stuff and for you obviously the competitor is a massive bonus for them because they don't have to worry about it they don't have to spend on it so it might be that side of it if you've got a big a bigger business say in I don't know fashion or something they might then be willing to work with you on a paid basis depending on what you're going to like going to give them but also even from the thing that I commonly see is from supplements and things point of view obviously I'm not talking about like really small companies but things like my protein for example or there's a couple of others that spring to mind they do actually have a select number of people that you know often they start out actually as gifted so they often will say you know you'll get this voucher at the end of the month if you create this X amount of sales. 
So you might make £500 worth of sales and they'll give you a £150 or £200 voucher at the end of the month that you can go and spend. But then also there's the opportunity a lot of the time with them to move on to paid stuff. So you're on a contract with them essentially to post this amount a month and, you know, you will get paid X amount a month um, or X amount per year and you're on a like, paid contract ver- version with them. I find with the affiliate, I've always kind of, whenever I, I hear the word affiliate, I go, Bleh. I don't know why. <laughs> it just like triggers something in me. Yeah. Do you get, I don't know, what's, the, what's, your, what's your opinion on the affiliate side of things? So I really like affiliate links in a personal, for personal use. So if you are somebody just doing influencing or just promoting something on your stories and you can use affiliate links, so especially if it's like fashion or something like that and you're posting stuff to your story, it's a really good way because you can literally, anybody can make money from it so easily. If you are joining an affiliate program, I am a little bit unsure. It depends on the details of it. A lot of the time they can be not very good for the person, like the influencer. But then on the other hand, I have seen affiliate programs like back in the day, this is going back years, but I remember I was on um, an affiliate sort of program with Albert Lyon, but I was still getting sent the product, but then I was also on their affiliate program. Mm. So I would be able to use my link. And I remember like a few months I got like top earnings or whatever and they sort of said oh here's your bonus and they literally put 100 pounds into my bank account if I was like the top earner that month or whatever so from that sense it's a it's a good thing but I think the problem is a lot of the time you're kind of made an affiliate and you're not getting any benefit from it really you're not getting the the payment really you're not getting the product so it's a little bit of a gray area but from if you're doing it yourself, so there's a few um, websites, Style Link is one that I really love and you can literally copy and paste. So say I was talking about a dress that I liked from Boohoo. I could copy and paste that link and pop it into Style Link and it will create an affiliate link for me. So then if I go and pop it on my stories, so I did this actually the other day when I was speaking, put a questions box up and people were asking me for outfits and stuff. So I'll pop that affiliate link on my story and then I get paid per click of that link so that's a really good way that people like anybody can use it because it's not a lot of money don't get me wrong but obviously if you have got a big following then it adds up very quick but you get paid per click so sometimes it's like I don't know four peer click which sounds like nothing but people are nosy as well so even if you've got you know people are are nosy with what you're posting so people are going to click it and you know it adds up and you can sit in there and once it, I think once it gets to like 20 pounds or something you can withdraw it into your bank account and it's just it's such an easy way of making money and more people should do it and I don't think they really realize it exists especially oh. people that have a bit of a following as well it's just such an easy way there's so many brands on there and it kind of changes what they are paying like that day but you don't have to sell anything either because you're paid per click so there's no pressure to like have to make a sale or anything like that you're just literally getting paid for people clicking on it that's interesting I've never actually heard of that to be honest never heard yeah. of it. I think the affiliate side for me I've, I've had a couple of like weird emails where you know they want to make you an ambassador or an affiliate whatever it calls and then you're like okay send me the details and then it's right so you get 50% off our products I'm like 
huh? Like I just, that baffles me. It still baffles me to this day. And even sometimes when I bring on someone new with compact, I'm like, okay, so, you know, they'll be honest. This is how I do it now because I, what the how the onboarding process that we do, I already we already know and trust that they're gonna do what they're gonna do because they've already been doing it. They've been acting like an athlete for six, 12, 18 months. So yeah. I just give them the code and go, there you go, have fun. And they're like, oh, I don't need to give anything back. I'm like, no, they're like, oh, so I don't pay 50% of my I'm like, no, you literally get you just take you get what you want. Like it's not yeah. and I think sometimes like I see, I guess, from a big business point of view, they, they've got to have, like, I guess, a tier system to kind of go up the ranks when it's that big. But for a brand like myself, I just don't really, I don't feel like it really benefits us. And I'd like to feel like and they feel like an actual, like, special athlete and they, are, you know, we're treating them like an athlete. And the way we're kind of slowly moving now is everyone gets that same advantage. But obviously, if they're a pro, then I might start going, right, I'm going to pay for your entry for this show. I'm going to pay for this tan for this show. I'm going to do that kind of like up leveling. And like, for example, the shoots that we're doing at the moment, having a group shoot together, but then I most likely say to the pros, right, a shoot completely by yourself, paid for by us, have fun. (laughs) So yeah, I think I always, from a business point of view, it's hard to know like what you're doing and if you're doing enough and if it's what people want and if they're happy with. And I think it's this closed door where unless you kind of know what, if you know another business person in the same space, then you can kind of get a gauge of what they're doing. It's very, very hard to kind of go, oh, is this enough? Like, are they going to be happy with this? So I find that very, I think I've always found that very difficult to know where's that, where's that kind of line. And we've had in the past where, you know, we've maybe taken someone on too early and actually they weren't the right fit. And then I've had to kind of pull back and go, whoa, okay, well now this kind of free for all is kind of, it's difficult because now someone's doing triple the amount of what you're doing. And it's like, oh, where do you even, like it can get in a bit of a mindful from a business point of view. Yeah. Yeah, I've always found the affiliate stuff, I don't know. I've just gone, it's either this or that. (laughs) It's black or white. I feel like for me, that's just the easiest way to do it. But I guess for other brands, when they are that big, they have to have that scheme in place, maybe. I think it's a really gray area because it's difficult. You know, there's there's a lot of actually scams out there that work like that. So it's hard to distinguish between a genuine maybe small business or something that's trying to keep their margins and between a company that's trying to act scammy. So the thing that I have seen a lot over the years is that there are a lot of small brands that are normally like fashion or swimwear or something along those lines. And they'll email people and say, oh, we want to collab with you. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, smaller people especially get you know excited and they're like, oh my God, this brand want to collab. And they just want to work with someone sometimes. But how they work is they actually offer them 50% off but by doing that they're making them a customer almost so they're making them a customer and earning money off them and also at the same time they're getting exposure from them because it doesn't matter if even if they've got you know a thousand followers or two thousand followers it's still exposure for them so you know you don't have to be a massive account to, to be giving value sometimes but the problem is a lot of them are like, like I say, with the swimwear and the fashion stuff, they are based, they they get their products from China. 
they pay I don't know 40p or something for a swimsuit and then they're saying oh pay 50% it will be eight pounds or something or also they'll give you a free product and they'll charge you for shipping but the shipping's like five pounds or whatever so they're still making money off you like you're not actually collaborating with them Mm. you are a client a customer (laughs) so it's really hard it's really really hard it's just a weird it's such a weird field I think you've I think we've spoken about this before where it is still kind of it's unregulated it's a gray area it's still relatively new so it's like where the hell do you go from here because I know for example a big guilt I used to feel was that I couldn't pay anyone and yeah. I said, well I I, I'm not in the in this in the bodybuilding world I might be seen as a big brand but in a normal fashion industry for example I'm still relatively small so it's always like for me it's always like guilt of like oh like you know if I was making 10 times more, whatever, like I could be in that position, but I always think, okay, where am I at right now? And what can I actually really realistically afford to do without actually detrimenting the bottom line, which is basically my wage. <laughs> because I think sometimes, especially in the bodybuilding world, people forget when you are bringing on an athlete, that is like a big, that's a big investment for a company. And, you know, for the first how many years I was doing this, I was putting brands, so I was putting athletes ahead of my own wage because I knew I had to keep investing. So that was where for me, it would get, you know, I always remember these conversations that happened to me being like, oh, if only this athlete actually knew by her not posting, it's actually really, it's cutting into the business. It's also like really in a real realistic, honest view. It's cutting into me being able to take some money out of this business just for my own stuff to pay my bills. So yeah. I think that sometimes, I don't know some people are really aware of it some people I don't think clock that side especially in bodyboarding if someone's wanting to work for you work with you trust me that's like that's not just a this is a financial thing this is like I really trust you to help me with this business and it's a massive massive thing yeah they've seen something in you and I think like the thing that you mentioned about it being a really great area was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it and like start initial in the first place was because it, there's just nowhere to get that information or to and like I've kind of learned along the way but there's nowhere to really find out how to do it mm. and I know that sounds silly but even from in the ebook that I send out to the girls I've literally put a, like a load of free email templates in there because they can literally just copy and paste it edit it with their information and send it and they know that it's going to be you know a professionally laid out email something that's worked uh, hundreds of times to get a successful collaboration and it's just like in the ebook I speak a lot about the collaboration side of it how to get collaborations how to avoid the scam side of it things that I was talking about a minute ago and just yeah it goes back to the support thing as well I speak to so many of my girls as well about emails they've received or is this okay is this genuine is this not genuine how do I approach this what do I say and I literally sit and draft emails with them sometimes how to respond and help them with that side of it because it's just such a great area and I wanted to give them ebooks that they can look at and refer back to and also the support that they can ask me for extra help if, if they need it what do you think brands really want So I think brands, ultimately, I said it earlier, they want the content more than anything, a lot of the time. So 
it's really difficult to sometimes and uh, criticize yourself and I find it even really difficult from especially when it's one of my clients and they're saying to me or oh, what should I do and I've had a couple of conversations the last couple of weeks saying like look I, I do think I've had to be honest and I know that it's going to help them long term but I had a client the other week for example asking me if she could if I could get her some collaborations and I sort of had to put her in her place a little bit and just say I can't put you forward for anything because you're not posting so you know you're asking me to put you forward for like fashion collaborations but you've got no fashion content on your page you've got nothing on your page with kind of like you in it if that makes sense obviously without seeing a page you might not know what I mean but it's the brand want to see what you can give to them and they want the content more than anything they just want the higher quality content and the trust and the relationship with your followers it's really hard like I say to criticize and I think the thing the other conversation I was thinking about in my head when I just said that was one of my other clients where I had to say to her I think you're overdoing it with the filters and not like editing your body or your face or anything like that, but just with the actual, like the color of the filters. I said, I think you're overkilling it a little bit. And why don't we look, try and take the filter down a bit? I said, if I use filters on my personal feed, I like to use an app called Color Tone. And like I say, all of my favorite editing apps and little tips and tricks and things like that are in that ebook as well. But I only ever put it on about 20%. I won't put it any higher because it just gets rid of the color sometimes as like a yellowy tone or it just makes the picture for me I like it to look clean and a lot of brands like it to look clean fresh tidy in the backgrounds you know white just clean doesn't necessarily have to be white but they want it to be you know clean and tidy and just look nice I think as well like something that I don't I wouldn't say I look at it as much because I guess I just gravitate to people that don't do it but sometimes I think I've seen the past where certain people, like, I hate to say this word, but they've sold out too quickly and they've like collaborated with a brand. And I just think, oh, that's not really like what Compact's about. And it's just switched me off completely because it's like, if you're associating with that brand, that's just not the vibe. That's not the values that we hold to. And I just think, oh, if you just would have like maybe thought about it or held out slightly, like, do you know what I mean? Those sort of things. Like if you really want Gymshark at some point, I'm not saying, sorry, say you're like sorry, 40K followers or something like that. Like you're going to be on their radar. I'm pretty much convinced. I think if you really want a brand, you hold out. I think sometimes people, you know, the glitzy new thing of like, oh, this is new collaboration, but actually it has a long-term effect on other people kind of watching you. And that's happened a few times in the past with me where I've looked at someone and gone, oh, that brand, no, that does that just doesn't sit with where Compact's going, the values we have and where we're kind of going. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you do have to be fussy with the things that you pick up on. And I think it almost, it goes back again, almost to the collaboration scam side of it that I was talking about. Because the problem is as well, if you were to accept that brand set and you start promoting this swimwear from China that ends up being horrendous quality and everything else, your followers trust you. So whatever you're putting out and you're promoting, if they then buy that and they're like, well, this is awful, they're not going to, you're going to lose that relationship and that trust from your followers. And I think it's the same if you are, no matter what industry you're in, if you're promoting 
toot basically <laughs> then your followers are going to be a bit like wait what, what's she doing and it's that side of it and the brand side of it because the brands are going to come to your page and be like that's a bit not not our vibe like you say so it, it works both sides you've got a your followers are going to be like mm, she's just promoting to and obviously anything that's being thrown at her it's it is obvious though it, isn't it? it just you know you can see that and you know that that person just doesn't really care what it is they just want to be saying oh I've got a collaboration do you know what I mean mm, I definitely where do you think some people are going wrong in terms of the collaboration side of it. Yeah, or like for so you know, we don't get it as much anymore. Do you remember there was a phase where we were getting so many copy and paste DMs? And then there's yeah. one that was like, hi, do you oh, what was it? It was something on the lines of tell they hadn't have looked at the website, they didn't know we did all the products in the world. And she just goes, Oh, yeah. hi, um, I'd like to collaborate with your shoes. And I was like, Well, we don't just do shoes, but she was already working for brand that did jewelry, and I was just like, You're gonna upset your brand, you know, the your the relationship you've got already and I just thought oh no like and we've had a few home they just like you can tell it's a standard copy and paste they've sent it to every yeah. time they can harry and it's been quite a few times where me mandy and georgia mandy from black eyes georgia rose bikinis we've got a whatsapp group and we all like it's funny it literally in the same hour right. we all send the same screenshot in going oh my god lol because we know that the tone of voice the way it's been formatted you can tell they've sent it to so many different people at the same time yeah I've had that as well recently with initial which makes me laugh because I'm like guys this is what I do like don't approach me like that but yeah I've had a few messages recently on initial which have just been like hey I love your product um and I love your page I would love to collaborate with you and that's literally as in-depth as the message goes nothing else you can imagine um, saying it like that as well in the head in your head you can imagine yeah it like you say it uh, that it doesn't have any more detail than that and the problem is this is why I always say about the emails as well which I was talking about earlier on it is number one it's actually not very professional to approach people over message if you can get an email address then and you know you often you can actually find email addresses as well if you are digging on google or if you actually just message the brand and say hey have you got an email address that i could contact you on regarding um pr or influencer relations or something like that and they'll sometimes give it to you but it's just a much more professional way and i think people often go wrong with the way that they're approaching it and the things that they are saying because you've got to think as well how many especially if you are approaching a brand that's a bit bigger how many messages do they get like that yeah they must get so many messages and you've almost you have to sell yourself a little bit if you want that it's like a job application almost if you want to be able to get that part then you need to sell yourself a little bit. And that's why I love the email approach because you can say like, hi, da, da, da. Um, you can approach it in a way where you can explain what value you're going to offer the brand and what thing that you're proposing and why they should choose you basically. And then you can round it off and say, I hope to hear back from you soon and just keep it all really neat and professional in that email. A hundred percent. I completely agree with all of that. Um, we've had, a, I think we don't get that many emails, do we? We're going to get loads now. I always find the way that Gymshark do it, even when they're a big brands now, I just don't lie to you, when they 
you know, they're really going through that growth phase. And this is probably when Compact was first getting set up. I like looked yeah. at everything they did and I was like, yeah, this, I'm not going to say I'm copying it, but Christ, it's a massive inspiration because they would do it so slowly and so organically that it was kind of foolproof. Like mm-hmm. it's literally foolproof. And you see how many, like, there's a couple of people now that they've worked with for over five, six years and it's naturally come to the end of their sponsorship it's just kind of you know it's a natural end and it's, it leaves on both parties that's what I always want and like touch wood I think I've only don't yeah I do I wouldn't even say I've ever had like a bad breakup in terms of athletes um but like real little examples here like Charlotte Pitstock, Danny Bosworth, Abby Willis they've all come to the end of their competing journey but it's like it's such a nice like organic end if that makes sense and I do generally think it's because the way that we've hired and the things that we look for, it is not all about how many followers, you know, all that sort of thing. There is a lot more that goes in depth. And that's why I always look at the way that Gymshark did it. And remember that compact event we did back in what, what 2019? I remember that day, like that's where the kind of team really started to build because I met Jenny. Do you remember good old Jenny when um, we gave her a free yes. ticket? We first started talking to her. Holly Jeans went to that event. And then we had Kerry that came onto the team that day. You, Danny, Charlotte, Holly Davidge. Like, but it's all doing that sort of stuff, which is kind of informal, but it's kind of getting to know the person and seeing how they fit. And again, we've done that with the te- with the team athlete sheet that we did. I find it funny that none of the girls clocked that. I just thought, surely they know that <laughs> they're on the radar. But, you know, like, it's so important to make sure for me, and the brands like those things are nailed like if they're all nice to me but they're a dick to you Katie I can tell you now they're not they, they they're just gonna know like that's so important for me that they just they they interact and they get on well with everyone but if you would have yeah. you know because they've been on my radar Zoe McIntosh and Alice Tobin they've been on the radar for easy over a year and I could have mm. gone yeah just bring them on they look great but that I think that initial in-depth thing um and looking outside of the instagram profile and actually at the person i just think so so invaluable these days especially if you're working like you are like with the you've got a team so you know that you're going to want to have photo shoots and things like that you want them to gel together but you you obviously have already seen like from the beginning that that what value they're going to give you so you've seen you know i know that you would never pick someone or or have them on your radar if you know they weren't posting things that you would be interested in and thinking oh yeah that looks like compact or you can envision that you know what I mean I think it's actually quite valuable as well for someone if you are interested in working with someone or leaning towards that direction take inspiration from what that company is posting have a look at the content they're posting have a look at other influencers or other girls in the industry that are you know doing well and pick up on what content they're posting and what kind of vibe the brand is on and then you can create your content to to match that and go down the similar content ideas or the similar aesthetics or things like that to then match with the brand values and also what is popular and working well for other people mm. like even the tiniest things like you thought you, you know, there's so many different like aspects and elements that we look at that I think some people 
don't realize we look at but even the tiniest detail you know being completely honest in their contract they have to tag us clearly so it's not grouped together has to tag us clearly and it has to just sometimes it's the simplest thing shoes from compact in the caption shoes and joy yeah. from compact it's so tiny but those little things the same with bodyboarding I feel like the influencer space is very very similar it's the little things that you do the little details that you do every single day consistently for a long period of time what happens you start to get noticed because especially for us now do you remember back in the day that would be the first thing I looked at was right who's tagging us consistently now it's like wow we really that's kind of because we get so much coming in from the mentions and everything that's we that's our kind of baseline now we always think right if they're already acting like a compact athlete for example Mel Wilkinson the amount of people that were like oh is Mel a compact athlete and I was like she will be but she hasn't technically been but the fact that someone saw that that. yeah said that quite a few people said that about Mel and I wouldn't yeah that wasn't just it was because she was consistently tagging posting yes but the way that she shows up on stories. So a big thing for me now, and I think you'd agree with this, Katie, is you connect with someone so much quicker when they're speaking video on a story or a reel. If they're just staying behind the phone, it's very, very hard to get the vibe of someone. And it's sometimes that's such a slow post- process. Like there's this one girl, right? And I'll start, I think you'll spot who it is. Actually, I'm going to show you on Instagram. Like I, she looks great, but I'm like, I don't know what, how what her voice sounds like like I don't really know anything okay yeah I don't know if I recognize her hang on you'll recognize her from this but yeah like it's just these little things where I just think oh like you've really got some good potential here but oh yeah you've never shown up on story so I don't know what you're like <laughs> but yeah. Mel for example always showing up and like you get to connect with that person those little tiny things really stand out to us and they stand you know stand out to you and Lucy on the DMs and Holly and everything they just stand out to people like people want to connect with people and I am the worst for this especially recently because I do not show up my face on my stories very often I don't talk on my stories very often I used to and I've just started doing reels on initial and showing my face and it is my worst nightmare I hate it but it needs to be done and reels are honestly going to be huge this year and you know if you can show your face people connect with that I promise like you will have a more connected audience in your followers again you've got brands that are going to feel more connected to you people are going to see your personality and it's just so beneficial from so many different ways and actually the well, I think I did one a little while ago, but my most recent reel that I did with my face, which was stupid, which was me jumping on a trend and just miming and not even hardly just about getting it in sync, <laughs> was the one that's then shot up and gone, got like however many thousand, 70,000 views on it or something, which for initial was just like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, that had to be the one that just went. <laughs> for me, like I... I think we're very similar in the sense that YouTube, speaking in front of camera, doing that stuff is really outside our comfort zone. So when we started, when I did that YouTube filming, I can tell you deep down inside, I was absolutely shitting myself. I was like, oh, 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 I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. But I know how valuable it is. I know if I can just get past that, my own insecurities, 
I know the benefit it's going to have. And that's why for me, a podcast is like a safe place because you can see what I look like right now. I can tell you this ain't going on YouTube, but (laughs) it's like, if any way, if you are nervous to do the video stuff, I would say, you know, just record yourself doing an audio. You know, when you see people, their face isn't in the real, but they're talking over it. Like that for me, I feel like it's kind of like a gateway into it if you are feeling a bit nervous. Yeah, it's so easy to do that as well because you can literally just add, there's like a little microphone when you're creating a reel and you can actually just speak into the phone, add it on as like a voiceover and you're done. So easy to do. Yeah. So for people that have you know haven't got a lot of time on their hands maybe you know they've got a full-time job they're on prep they've got bodybuilding life and everything else and they're thinking right okay Katie's saying I've got to produce good content okay I've only <laughs> got like two hours or an hour like spare that I can really dedicate myself to this like what are you what's best to do I'm gonna say because I'm so guilty for this isn't it so easy to procrastinate when you've got con- you know you've got content to do like oh once I've like done the washing then I'll sit down and do my content or, oh, when I, when I do, I'll go call my mum and then I'm going to sit down and do this content. And sometimes it's like, I find if I'm, I will put off content where I've got to show my face and I procrastinate so bloody much. Yeah. It is so easy to procrastinate when you're doing it, but it's, it's actually a really beneficial thing to sort of set yourself what you're, what you're going to do and what you're going to plan out to do. I know that sounds like, oh, it's only my Instagram or something. But honestly, if you make a plan and stick to it, then you'll be able to just get it done and it will be done. But in terms of, you know, if you've got a couple of hours, you can you can shoot content at home. You can shoot it at home. You don't have to be, you know, anywhere. And I know a lot of people even that have that are content creators and they're working with a lot of brands and they've got their deadlines and stuff that they have to keep to, you know, you've got a brand that will say, oh, I want this posted on this day on Wednesday, the 7th or whatever it is. Um, And, you know, they work full-time jobs, but they might spend a few hours and go out and take, take pictures and then come back and they've got a batch load of content. So batching is so important and everybody does it. Like every single person that is content creating will have some sort of batched content. Like I will literally be sat on my sofa and post the most glamorous picture and I'm sat there and my boyfriend must be like, I, is she actually taking the piss? Because I'm sat there with like a face mask on, my hair in a bun, probably like castor oil in my hair. And I've posted this full glam picture on my Instagram, but I've taken like a week prior. Do you know what I mean? So batch creating is so good. And you don't even need a lot of a lot of stuff to make good content. As long as again, I've got, it's going back to the the lighting is super important even if you can get in front of a window or you know ring lights are amazing and if you can make the investment then get one because they are game changers and you can literally pick them up on Amazon I love the new air one it's the one that I personally absolutely love just a big ring light I think they're maybe like 70 pounds or something like that so they are an investment but they are so worth it and you know you can get yourself wherever you are in your house you can set it up they've normally got an adapter thing with them as well so you can pop your phone literally in the ring light and then off you go you can start shooting on timer video however you want to do it and just batch create that content 
And I also love referring back to, I recommend my clients do this all the time and I do it myself. I have a folder on Instagram, which is called Insta Ideas. And I save content to it that I like the the vibe of the content. I like the caption and the topics that they're talking about. I like the outfit that they're wearing. I like the background or the pose. And I just chuck it all in there. And then at least then if you are limited on time and you want to get some content you can refer back to that folder and go right I'm gonna do this I'm gonna actually hit that pose and you could even like refer back to the pose that they're doing you could go that far and then you're not having to think about it you can get that picture done quite quickly and then you can start back to creating and have a plan and something to refer back to and make that list from I think as well like sometimes you feel like you've got to for the content to be good you've got to be pristine and yeah that that works but I think sometimes it's okay if you know you just want to throw on your eyebrows and put mascara on like you'd be surprised how much the ring light and also like in the right lighting generally can like quite like take away some like blemishes and like that generally like instead of having a full face of makeup it actually takes away quite a lot of that but it still has that natural look which I think is quite good yeah in front of a window is literally a winner especially for like selfies or something honestly just stand in front of the window don't worry about what your neighbors think <laughs> just do it it's the best lighting but obviously if you're in down lighting in your house and obviously your lights are above you then that can sometimes be quite unflattering so like I say if you can get in front of a window and get that light shining at you and the same with the ring light it automatically is just way more flattering than having the light above you like even when we did the so you've, you know, you've always been the creative lead with compact and I've kind of thrown my extra bits in there so like we've always we've never really had to do any like reviews because it's always like organically grown like it's always gone we've never had to go right let's sit down let's think about this it's always kind of grown quite nicely whereas like when yeah. I have my own I've always struggled with my own personal Instagram so I'm like okay this is like me now like do people actually want to see me like what the hell do they want and I I remember just been for the past few years I've just been spinning my wheels going round and round in circles I'm like right I'm gonna post all the time oh now I don't know what the hell I want to post oh what's the point and I'm just I remember going, I think it was like, what, a few weeks ago that we sat down and I said, Katie, can you help me with my own? I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And even just bouncing ideas off with someone like yourself that is in the space and knows what, like, is that sometimes you'll just pick up the little bit. And like, the main thing for me was like an actual consistent theme. Because remember, like, we were scrolling down. I thought, oh, there was this part of my feed, which color-wise, I feel like resonated. It felt more me, whereas I feel like I've gone dark and I didn't realize I went dark. I've just been posting willy-nilly and I was like oh actually I need to sort this out so even when you said right try just doing black and white color black and white color so I tried that look for like a a few like runs and I thought oh actually maybe two color black two color black and now I remember messaging you I think it was a few days ago wasn't it going Katie I found my theme I'm so happy yeah um yeah yeah but it just takes like you know that half an hour hour review personal review of yourself just be like oh why don't you try this because I think sometimes you can get so locked in within your own content in your own page you don't really know where to take it if that makes sense yeah I think there's a lot of things as well people don't always realize that they're doing so even the other week I had a one-to-one with um, one of my clients who does makeup and she uh, straight away the first thing I said was 
and also actually this is probably going to be quite a big spoiler because some people will be listening to this and think shit I didn't actually know that but Instagram put out a statement basically to say that if your reel has the TikTok watermark on it it will not push it so they pick up on the fact that the watermark is on your video and they won't promote it so it will get some views don't get me wrong but it won't end up on the explore page and things like that it won't go any further so the first thing that I picked up on I was like "Han, you need to take the watermark off your reels like first things first and she was like oh my god I've been setting myself back so much and even with you I said about the um I said to you didn't I how to find trending audio and you were like how how do I do that and just things like that just so such little things and you can kind of go through with a fine tooth comb and say look have you tried this what about using trending sounds? Do you know how to find trending sounds and things like that? Just makes such a difference in the potential boost. And with reels, it only takes one, honestly, just one. And sometimes they just go off after a couple of weeks. I've seen it so many times with clients that sometimes they've been up for two weeks and then all of a sudden they just rock it. Crazy. I honestly, I'm now obsessed with finding trending sounds. That's like what I do. Yeah. <laughs> You'll save them though, and then they'll be there for like a few weeks, and then you're like, "Oh crap, I haven't done anything with them. They're not trending anymore." <laughs> you're like, well, "Ship, ship, ship has sailed. Ship has sailed." But honestly, like, you're so good at what you do, mate. And I think you don't give yourself enough credit. And it's funny when everyone you know, comments on the compact feed. I'm like, "You're looking at the wrong person right now," because <laughs> you know, yes, I've given, yeah, but I you know, yes, I've given you like the tools, whatever, but you've literally run with it and it's just so cool to see like the way it's growing and the way that we're growing as well like it's just all so organic and even after all these years what it's been three years we've been working together now yeah I think so that's crazy that's crazy but no yeah I think it's just really important to at the end of it as well do what you want to do with it so like you were saying with your own feed, obviously you've looked at it a little bit in terms of like the theme and the, and the bits and pieces you can do to it, but you you still want to do what you want to do with it at the end of the day. Like don't conform your feed just because you're desperate to work with X brand. Like of course get some inspiration if and if you want to make it look really aesthetically a certain way, then do that fab. But even from me starting out at the beginning, I, like you say, I used to do fitness and fashion and nobody was doing that and people were like well surely you should just have one niche and all like the people like social media experts or whatever were saying oh pick one niche go with one niche that that was the thing and I was like no I that's not me I don't want to post just about one or the other because I'm both yeah exactly I think for myself as well now moving like in more into the dog world as well and then come back I just I've always been like oh like do I will I be okay doing this and the same with what you've just said like just do what you want to do and just have fun it was really helped me actually kind of go do you know what I'm just going to post it and not overthink it because being able to hide the like count yeah that's personally yeah I've said this actually I was having a conversation with one of my clients this week and she was messaging me freaking out saying that her engagement is actually no she was saying her engagement was good but her likes were awful I said, babe, why do you care? I was like, you can literally see on your insights, you know, you're reaching people on the explore page, your hashtag reach is good. Like I said, honestly, just turn the likes off. I said, I've literally been doing it on some of my posts because I just then don't think about it. 
you don't have to think about it you're posting because you want to post it not because you want to get the likes so you just I just turn it off as soon as you post it and you just don't have to think about it I think it's such a good thing because then you can just really post what you want to post without overthinking it because I know some girls be like oh but it looks bad on my page because that one hasn't done as well but now no one's gonna know whether it or not so who cares yeah it's definitely it's definitely helped me get over that and just go you know what this is like I feel like it's given me more freedom just to like be able to express myself the way I want to and the same thing yeah. with just not overthink it so it's your space like I put a post on initial the other week which was a tweet um picture and I said you know it, it's I compared it to being in someone coming to your house and saying you know they, they don't like your furniture it, it's your space like instant your Instagram page is your home and you can't worry about what anybody else is going to say because they can't just come in and say oh they don't like that or whatever because that's your space so you do what you want yeah they can just go elsewhere so yeah there you go I love this right I think we should end it there I think we've covered everything that I've got in my notes so happy days but thank you so much for coming on Katie honestly I found that even though like we speak all the time I've just I've already learned more today on top (laughs) yeah I think it's just important as well to say that you know I I want initial, it's not just for somebody that wants to be an influencer or somebody that wants to be a fashion influencer. It can be beneficial for anybody. And I've got so many things on my radar at the minute and so many things that are coming that I'm about to actually combust. It's going to be crazy the amount of stuff that is coming to it in terms of helping people with businesses and things like that. But yeah, it's literally open to anybody who just wants to understand how to use Instagram properly and grow their page. And potentially the brand side obviously is then open to them if they want to use it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to be leaving all the links down below. I cannot recommend that personal one-to-one enough. If you're sitting here really stuck going, I feel motivated, I feel inspired, but I ain't got a bloody clue. That personal Instagram review I did with Katie, I feel like has massively, massively been a game changer for me and massively helped me. So I'm going to leave all her links down below. And yeah, thank you, babe, for coming on. Thank you so much. It's been fun, fabulous. And the dogs were quiet, so we did good. Just about. They're just kicking off then, so I was like, I'm just going to mute it. <laughs> I love that. All right, we'll see you guys Bye. in the next episode.